Hello friends, and welcome to an episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode is a super special episode. This is the first edition of the Cleveland Browns Roundtable, and I'm joined by the homies, the squad, Andy, Derek, Gabe, LaShawn, Pat, and we're going to recap the first quarter of the Brown season and look forward to the next quarter. So I hope you stick around, and I hope you enjoy. Here we go. The Cleveland Browns Roundtable with Andy, Derek, Gabe, LaShawn, and Pat. Finally, it has happened. We're going to recap the first quarter of the Browns. The Browns are 3-1. and one. And I want to start it off to Andy, and we'll go down the list. First thoughts on the 3-1 and one Cleveland Browns. Andy, take it away. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible what uh... – what this talent because we knew what this team was talented last year but it's incredible what's happening with an actual good nfl what seems to be a good nfl coach uh that's to me that's the biggest takeaway right now um for for me is how well stefanski has implemented this offense in the last three games because the first after week one i think we were all were terrified but uh stefanski for me and how this how just legit this running game has been and I think it will continue to be, to me, is the storyline of the first quarter. Derek, do you want to piggyback off of? Or have your own thoughts or whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, three and one. I mean, I don't. I think if you would have told us, told us all that at the beginning of the year, we'd, we'd take it, you know. I'm not going to complain. Um, I'm not going to sit there and complain about who we beat. Oh, they're bad. Yeah, okay, you still need to beat those teams. So, um, yeah, very pleased at three and one. Um, things are look, looking really good right now. Um, yeah, definitely pleased for sure. Gabe, uh, you muted, bud. Super Bowl bound. Super <laughs> Bowl bound. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on. No, okay. Realistically, though, I like what we're doing. Uh, let Baker just hand the ball off throw 20, 25 times a game. I mean, it's working. I mean, let go of the Ravens game. Everything else looks smooth. I know we haven't played anybody, but we're doing turnovers. We're getting the ball. I like it. Everything's looking good so far. Super Bowl bound. Book it. LaShawn? Why don't I have to follow Gabe? (laughs) (laughs) You got to be the voice of reason or just the hater of the group because we all know that you're just a notorious Baker hater. But that'll be for the next question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say pretty much what Andy and Derek, what they said. Uh, I didn't expect us to start off three and one. At best, I said if we were two and two after the first month, I was going to be okay with that. But being three and one with some, you know, I'll say excellent coaching. I'm not going to say exceptional, excellent, because offensively, this is what we should have been doing last year. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to pound the ball 30, 35 times a game. But other than that, I mean, we got to take the good with the bad. And last but not least, Pat. Um, it's crazy what quality coaching does. I think that's the <clears> – <throat> I think that's kind of the, the theme everyone said is uh, – and I agree with it, it's that, yeah, the Baltimore game was scary, but at the same time, a lot of people didn't realize was – you know, we were playing the last year's number one seed with the MVP, 
on the road, albeit no fans. Um, it's, I, it's been exception. It's been incredible to watch. Um, like, like LaShawn said, it doesn't take a rocket. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, um, to pound the ball, pound the ball and hand it off. But it takes a space cadet to run a draw on fourth and goal from the 10. But, um, um, unrelated, did we pull the tape of what, those who were on the schedule game said we were after four games. Did you, Kay? No, but I, I'm pretty sure majority of us had two and two. I okay. Think. Or three or three and one. I think yeah. I, I might have said three and one. I know I like every prediction. I said the Browns are going to beat Baltimore for some reason because I just couldn't predict them to lose again to start out the year. Um, but I had them losing to Dallas, so – it is what it is. I also had them, you know, looking forward. I had them losing to to the Eagles in Houston, and man, those look like extremely winnable games going forward. So no, yeah, like, but no, like you said though, coaching, uh, coaching, I think it's been the big story. It's crazy what um, coaches that aren't that don't coach panics what what they can do, and, yep. uh, and they 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 come in, you know, the like the story that came out today. They they. They know what they're running two quarters before. And then comes time and they just do it. I think that's a pretty good way to kind of segue to, you know, talk about Kevin Stefanski and the scheme and just his demeanor as a coach. And Derek, I'll let, uh, since Andy had the first question, uh, Derek, I'll have you uh, kind of talk about, you know, your thoughts on Kevin Stefanski, the the coaching staff in general, and just, man, how how crazy is it to have actual adults in the room making decisions for the Browns for the first time, like ever. whoop the hell <laughs> yeah, You guys I don't mean, like whoop the hell no more? Go ahead, Derek, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good, you're good. No, I mean, yeah, it's crazy what happens when you have people who actually, like, know what they're doing. And as you said, like, adults in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefanski, I mean – yeah, he's been incredible. I mean, I, I know it's only four games. It's a really small sample size, but just the look and feel of this team, like it, it's just night and day from last year. Like it's just not even close. Like they look organized. There's no getting the play call in with seven seconds on the play clock, play clock anymore. Like, you know, like how many times that happened last year? Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and um, yeah, I mean, they just, they just look organized. They look like they know what they're doing. Um, you know, Baltimore game excluded, but even, you know, there's some flashes there, but, um, yeah, the coaching staff overall has been pretty good. I'd say, obviously like the defense needs some work, but some of that is just, there's more talent, you know, that that's not necessarily, um, a coaching thing, but, um, yeah, overall they've been great. I'd say, or, well, not great, but you know, I mean, they've done a a really good job um and i'm i'm impressed with stefanski we should have uh we messed up we should have hired him a year sooner but it is what it is i think let me ask me real quick derek i want to ask derek derek do you think if if dorsey does hire stefanski you think dorsey's still here actually i'll let you all answer that you guys think dorsey's still here if he hires stefanski instead of freddie yes yes but i but i don't i don't it's a fun debate. It's a fun to, topic. Though. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a fun topic to throw out there because it is kind of ironic. Where because like I I mentioned that on Twitter the other day. It's it's 
when you really look at the core of these playmakers of offense, it, those are all Dorsey guys. Every single one of them. The two, you got yeah. two, OBJ, Landry, Hunt, Chubb, Baker. I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. crazy. All right, uh, let me just say this: not to be the bearer of bad news. Here we go. And we get Kevin Stefanski. Do we get OBJ? Do that's, we ha- do we hire Bill Callahan? That's the, to me. That's the hire of yeah. the of the year right there. Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, uh, I think I had the same kind of tweet yesterday. You know, thinking about just how the Browns are where they are right now. You know, they're three and one, obviously, but you know, was one and thirty one worth it to to get Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward and Nick Chubb? Um, if they hire Stefanski, does he even bring this zone scheme? Uh, Shanahan Kubiak offense because that would mean he wouldn't he wasn't um, kind of creating that offense last year in Minnesota with Kubiak so does he bring that same offense here to Cleveland if he was hired last year and then like you said you know Callahan I mean it seems like that's like the best hire you know he was the offensive line coach slash intern coach in Washington last year and, and that's one thing we haven't even mentioned yet is that this line <clears throat> has been just playing Tremendous. I mean, they've been lights out this offensive line the way they're gelling under Callahan in this scheme. Yep, I agree. Gabe, I know, uh, I know you didn't really get a chance to, you know, have your two cents, but go ahead. No, I mean, I think I mean they already hit on all the coaches and everything. I think the one coach too that doesn't get enough credit is um the running back coach Stump. He's done a great job with all the everybody he has under behind under him. And also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to the – we were talking about the offensive line. Wyatt Teller, can we just talk about how big of a monster that dude is in the run game and how funny he is on the videos? Sorry, he's hilarious. But, yeah, I, I think the whole line has done an excellent job. Pat, Andy, any more any more thoughts? Uh, the O-line the o uh, has far surpassed my expectation. Um I, I going into the year, I thought Wyatt Teller was the biggest question mark on that line. I think even a bigger one than Jedrick's uh, switch to left tackle, mainly because I I didn't put much stock into that as being a problem because of the coach that he had in front of him. You know, Bill. You know, like they said during the Dallas game, Dallas was Dallas was at their best when Bill Callahan was running the offensive line, and um, and I mean just you know is it. it, it, it it's by far been a huge surprise this year. I agree. Now transitioning to Baker Mayfield talk. What's your grade for him for the first three games or four games? And I'll I'll let Lashawn take over this one. I'll let oh, him get oh. first dibs. Or should he go last? I don't know. No. Uh, we'll let we'll let we'll let the hot takes go go through, or maybe let go. He'll, maybe he'll let set a realistic expectation for for Baker Mayfield. It's, for it's pretty much a C plus. I mean, we we haven't seen too much about him. We saw like week one, it was just uh, let me go ahead, let me pull off my best Brett Favre, and you know impression, slinging the ball all over the field. The first drive was man, he throws an interception. I was just like, here we go. And pretty much, I mean, granted, OBJ didn't help him a lot, but there was still times where Baker leaves the pocket. He doesn't set himself up to, you know, mechanically deliver the ball properly. So, I mean, 
I'm a tough grader when it comes to quarterbacks, and it's just like, man, sometimes I want to throw my remote through the TV. So C C plus. Gabe. Um, I would probably go. Oh, it's tough. because oh, I hate falling with Sean. Um, <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably go with a B. To be honest, I think if you take away week one, he's done a. I mean, he's done a great job last three weeks. Uh, okay, not a great job. He's done. He is what he is. I think these last three weeks. I think you can see if that makes sense. Um, he if you give him the ball, throws the ball twenty, twenty-five times a game. He just keeps handing the ball off, and they keep feeding off the run. He's gonna do good, and yeah. I will say that play he missed OBJ deep against Dallas. Uh, that irritated me a lot, but um, we won the game. But he needs to make that throw. But I think I'll give him like a B, B minus. I think my final grade would be. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say, I'd say B, B minus. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie, Lashawn. I thought you were about to be like, oh yeah, no, he's like D minus F. I no, no, you're like C I'm plus. Like, fucking three and one. What the matter with C you? surprised me. I thought he was gonna say D too. I, I thought I heard Skip Bayless's entrance music or something. I was like, oh no, here we go. Um, no, re- realistically though, uh, B B minus. He's he's done his job. I think there's still. Um, there's still a lot that we haven't seen from him uh, in terms of, you know, poise in the pocket, not not saying, oh, shit, and taking off running. Um, it, there's still a lot we haven't seen from him yet, but I think he's done his job, you know, and the, the beauty of the NFL, if you have 53 guys that all do their job, you find success. So. Andy? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of um, there with a couple of the other guys. Is I got him. I got him at a B. He's he. I'm seeing one thing. I'm seeing from him, especially these last couple games. No turnovers. To me, that's progress. And he had what eight straight games with a pick. Uh, he's got he's got he's got to start because that was the thing that worried me the most with Baker uh, from from last season and honestly to start this season was. And it was it was in that Baltimore back to those old habits from last year, just you know, not seeing coverage, taking you know, just not not making wise decisions with the football. Um, I, I I can't stress enough how much it means to me that he hasn't turned the ball over in the last two games. It warms my war- it literally warms my dead black heart. It really does. But at the end of the day, he's still progressing. Um, like like Lashawn said, he he still. He still is struggling to step up in the pocket and read his progressions. He's bailing on that a lot. He's not seeing open receivers. He's afraid to step up in the pocket. I, we've see, we're seeing some progression with him taking care of the ball. Now I want to see progress. As this season goes on, that's the, that's the number one thing with Baker. For me, it's not how many touchdowns he throws and how many yards he throws for. It's him stepping up in the pocket reading the field and making the best decision, whether that's the first read, second read, third read, fourth read, whatever. That's what we need to see out of Baker. And that's the only way he's ever going to become a top 10 in the conversation of a top 10 quarterback. And once he starts doing that. that that's the big thing going back up what he said. And just is you, when you look at the film, it, you got you got to ask yourself, the, the numbers aren't always going to be there. Like the offense, it, it's not built for him to throw for 350 and four touchdowns or 502 and four TDs and a pick like Dak did. It's not built for that. It, the proof is going to be in the film. Is he getting better? Like, do you see 
the little improvements every week. And I think if we see those, that's when the match, that's when the ball will start rolling. We'll see the maturation happen and um, go from there. Eric. I mean, they basically covered it all, um, but I, I'd give him a, I'd give him a B. I'd give him a solid B. I think he's done a good job. Um, you know, the, the Baltimore game excluded. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's done what they've needed him to do. He, you know, and, and to Andy's point, the two straight games with no turnovers is huge. Like you, that is, it just makes it, it makes his job just so much easier just by taking care of the ball and not putting extra pressure on your defense. Like it, it, that's, that's huge. That's a huge improvement so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's done a good job. I mean, obviously he's got a long way to go uh, before he's in that, you know, Lamar, Pat, Patrick Mahomes conversation. Um, and, but, you know, we don't need him to be that, though. No. Like, we don't need him to be that right now. Like, that's not what he needs to be. Uh-uh. And mm-hmm. just, you know, take take that uh, that scary word, you know, that scary two-word two phrase, game manager. But that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, it's according not. To, according to 92.3 the fan, it is a bad thing. Well, There's, we won't talk about that. I don't agree guys, with that. But, There's nothing wrong with – No. Currently, right now. There, that's what that's all we need Baker to be. If he develops yes. and progresses as the season goes on, and starts you know starts to see things a, a lot better, um, you know, let, so start seeing the field and actually reading the field. Great, great, because he's missing a, he's missing a handful of throws and open receivers weekly. He still is. He did this past week, but you know, I can I can live with that right now. I can live with that right now. I can even live with the occasional inaccurate throw because he's still doing a couple of those a game. He's, you know, a few, few of those a game. But what I can't live with is turn the, the ball over at the rate he was last season and the way he started the season. I, we can't live with that. We're not going to win football games doing that. So, yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. B, B for – man, a lot of us for B. LaShawn, man, keeping it real with that C+. <laughs> with the C+. <laughs> keeping it real just being a hater. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm just hard on quarterbacks, man. It's just – I like seeing consistency, you know, mechanics, being on time and accurate. And it's sometimes when Baker throws the ball, I do hold my breath. I'm sorry. Same, dude. I do. He, but he made – he's his play last year and, and it carried over into that Baltimore game, his play and his decision-making has made us feel that way. <laughs> not, right. You know, so – and I mean, even in that, fir- that first game against Baltimore, it's not like they really ran the offense that they're running, you know, just last week. You know, they got down super early, and then they kind of went back to the Freddie Kitchens, spread everybody out, they no play action. Punt. Yeah, or you, know, the, or, you know, yeah, exactly. They ran a fake punt. There's Kevin Stefanski's second drive. I mean, let's let's just talk about the evolution of Kevin Stefanski. Just the 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 cojones on him. Fake punt, <laughs> second drive of his head coaching career Marbles. didn't work out, right? And then the first drive in Dallas, he calls the trick play to Jarvis to to Odell on the on the double reverse pass, and then he calls a reverse. You know, you just gave up what was it, twenty four unanswered points in like six minutes. And you call a reverse for Odell. They'll never see this coming. <laughs> They'll never see this. It gets blown up by by Alden Smith, as okay. we talked about uh, during the, the post-game pod, uh, myself, Andy, and Pet. And Odell just takes it 50 yards to the house. 
And just how, like going back to a little bit of Stefanski, you know, just to be able to get your playmakers involved, unlike last year, like, God, we really had a moron as a head coach last year. Space cadet, like I told you. <laughs> but it, but it's crazy to even think about. At this point, you can't even blame Freddie anymore. You know, he didn't hire himself. What? A, what? A, I mean, I oh, I can't blame him. Yeah, you can blame him. <laughs> yeah, was, I feel like, dude. He should have been just, never hired in the first place. I saw. I, I saw that. Him, I saw that dude. I did. I bought it that night. Yeah, we all did. I yeah. saw him at that movie theater in person that night. I walked by and under my breath, I just said, "What are you doing?" Oh, no. <laughs> my wife's like, "My wife's like, just keep walking." I was like, "No, oh, <laughs> oh no!" And I what? literally sat down in my chair. I swiped, and that thing popped up. And boom, 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 boom. I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" Has <laughs> <laughs> the jinx. Well, I think it's well. Even Pat had like, you know, a crazy. It was a dream or something that Freddie was just going to go down in a blades of glory. And that's basically what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> so kind of going to, uh, you know, first quarter mark, the, the MVP of, of this team. And uh, I don't know where we left off. Uh, did, Gabe, did you get a chance to say something first? No, I'm not. All I right, Gabe. Down last time. Who's your MVP? Um, do I have to kind of, I would say Wyatt Teller, but I would say the whole unit of the offensive line. I think those are the guys that are giving everybody the holes, to be honest. I mean, without them, just Chubb, Hunt, and all them get those big holes that they get every week and giving Baker time now to make the throws. So I would say the offensive line. And if I had to pick one guy, I'd probably pick Teller. He came out of nowhere, and he's – I know a lot of people don't like pro folk, football focus, but he's the fourth or third highest graded player in the first four weeks of the season. And the other two are Rodgers and Wilson. So I would say Teller if I had to pick one. My MVP will be Miles Garrett. Uh, without him, the defense will be extra atrocious. Pat? Well, because old, old Skip Brown over there wanted to, wanted to pick, pick my MVP. Um, I, this is going to be kind of off the radar. I really like what I've seen from Austin Hooper. And what I mean that is he's not putting up the stats, so you can't like call it that. But a lot of – I see him, like, every single time I play downfield, I see him, like, just right in the thick of it, trying to make a block, trying to do something. Um, a lot of what he's done is off the field, uh, you know, not on the stat sheet. I've been super impressed. Um so I'd probably say Austin Hooper. I think I think it's a whole. I think with the well, with the exception of twenty three, I think um, the free agents we brought in this year, all, all of them, all of the all of them have made an impact, mostly positive. Um, I, th- I think it's a good group that we brought in, and um, and, and so I'll, I'll say I'll say Hooper and all the veterans that were brought in this year. Andy. Um, I'm going to go against the green and not even pick a player. My, my MVP is Kevin, Kevin Stefanski. I, I can't, I can't ran rave enough about the guy so far. I, here's the thing. It's just, I've been watching Browns football for probably 32 years now. And you know, this is, this is one of the most, I've never seen a Browns team with this much talent. Okay. All across the field at skill positions to, you know, you know, I mean, I think most of us would agree with that. Um, 
so we had this practically the same roster, same offense last year. Obviously, the line was beat up more, but you know, with good coaching and good scheme, you can overcome. Uh, but it's amazing to see what he's doing with this this talent. He's doing. He's putting his players, all of them, OBJ, uh, Chubb, Hunt, the line, Baker. He's putting everyone in the best positions to succeed. He's playing to their skill sets. I mean, like, like that end around call, while that is a ballsy call, uh, once he got around Alden Smith, that play had developed. That sideline was open. That's just good scheme, and that's, that's good. That's just intelligent. Get your playmakers the football in creative ways. So, so far, I love what I see with Stefanski. We'll just call the week one a wash, I suppose, um, you know, because of COVID and, and lack of training camp, no preseason. But these last three games, man, th- this, this is some of the, the most fun I've watched. This is the most fun I've had watching a Browns offense since the, since the Bernie and Slaughter and Biner days. I mean, it's not you, even – You're just going to skip over 2007, huh? Uh, but, yeah, the disrespect. Right. Dude, oh my that, God. that never. This is this is this is way better in 2007, and those Bernie that, that those Bernie offenses were better than that 2007 offense. Sorry, different game though. It was a different game. I mean, they had two thousand yard rushers one of those years. Give me a break. Eric, who's your MVP? Um, I I probably have to go with Lashawn. I probably go with Miles Garrett. Um, he's just been he's been incredible, and I. I swear, I know we've like we've said this like in our group chats and stuff. But I swear, if I see one more time, like, oh, Miles is a bust. Where's Miles? Like, oh my god, dude! Like, it's yeah. the just dude's amazing. Location. Just, ask him to their, just ask them to drop their location so you can go find yeah. them. Send me location. Yeah, like. Send me the Abby. I'm pulling up scrapping. It's like yeah, Lusan yeah. said. Can you imagine this defense? Because I think we all can agree this defense has been a sieve all season. I mean, they give up a shit ton of points. The secondary is in shambles. The linebacker unit's young and not very, you know, very young, I guess. That's fair. It's just a young linebacker unit. Um, But you imagine because, I mean, Miles has – I will say this. Miles has impacted um, as as a player on the Browns. I think he's impacted more than anyone on the team through the first four games for sure. Because if we did, oh, yeah. he's. I mean, no one else on defense is really. Denzel's played pretty well, but like other than, I mean, Terrence Mitchell. I mean, there's been a few guys that have played well, but no one's been dominating on this team quite like Miles Garrett. I mean, Sandejo hits guys, just his own team, but he hits people. <laughs> Dude, if I see if, if he hits Denzel one more time, I'm going to Cleveland and fight him. That's not. I'm not. Um, he's finally healthy, and now we want to hit him with his own team. But I think that was going to be one of my next questions. Twenty three has got to be the biggest disappointment for this team, right? Because like I don't think any of us thought that a veteran safety. Because I mean, like he's a veteran safety. Like you know, he's been around the block. Yet he is, he is god awful. I'll be honest. I've never been uh, like when we signed him. I was not very excited. I I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, after we signed him and it was in the dust had cleared before the draft and we had the free agency was free agency was pretty much toast. uh, I I mean, I knew they were going to take a safety with one of their first two. I mean, obviously the second pick, obviously we knew they were going line around one, but I mean, I, I, you know, and that's, I tell you, man, um, I was really stoked about Grant Delpit and I'm still like, man, I hope he rec- I hope I hope he gets back to 100 percent because I, I I really I was really excited to see what he can do because he's a real playmaker on the defense and we he's need, gonna be special. 
Yeah, we need – exactly. He, is, he, can, he can be that. And we need someone in the middle of that secondary that is, a, is, a, is, is an impact player, you know, so. I think, you know, talking about some injuries, um, unfortunately we, we lost Nick Chubb for a few weeks. Um, I was going to say, you started that like he died. Well, I mean, he didn't die, but, <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, we lost like... Nick Chubb. What? But, but, we did, but we did lose him, you know, we, we lose him, what, for four to six weeks. It's yeah. still a knee injury, so you never know, you know, how he's going to come back, number one. Um, and, you know, the this, this stretch of games, you know, at home against the Colts, then you had to go on the road to play the Steelers and the Bengals, and then you play the Raiders. I mean, those are still some four quality, quality teams. So my question is, do we trust Dearness Johnson enough? Do we trust his scheme enough to – Yes. For, for these guys to ball out. Obviously, we know – I mean, Kareem Hunt is a top seven running back in the league, top five. Uh, Nick Chubb's top five. You know, it's not like Pat the other uh, – what was it? The, after the, the Bengals game, he goes, yeah, I think we have two of the top ten running backs, uh, two of the top <laughs> ten duo backfields. And I go, Pat, is there another, is there a better two running backs on any other team? I'm, uh, Listen, when the sauce hits different, all right? <laughs> I get it was a late Thursday night, so it is what it is. It but, is yeah, right. That's right. But I, I did want to get all you guys' opinion on, you know, basically playing without Nick Chubb and even playing with a banged-up uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. And, uh, Andy, I'll, I'll let you uh, kind of take over. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, obviously you can't replace a Nick Chubb, but with this scheme – and the way this offensive line is playing and the way I saw Dearness Johnson hit those holes the other day, holy shit. Now, granted, it was against a really, really bad Dallas defense. But nonetheless, um, I, think, I think they're going to be fine surviving the storm until Chubb gets back. Obviously, you want to get him back as soon as, you know, you want him healthy. You don't want to rush him back either. But, um, but with, that, with all that being said, yeah, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think we're just going to be just fine. I mean, we've got a former rushing – Former rushing champ. <laughs> I mean, he's it's still in the prime of his career, you know, still in his absolute prime. So, and like I said, the way Johnson played, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not worried. The way this line's playing, and the way Stefanski's calling these games. Eric. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of echo all that basically. I mean, yeah, it obviously you know Nick going down sucks, but. Thankfully, we have a former rushing champion but <laughs> just take his place. I mean, how, how many teams can say that? Like none, nobody. Well, us, yeah. Other than other than Browns, yeah. nobody. You know, so like I will be fine. And what I saw, yeah, what I saw from Johnson and, and Hilliard on uh, on Sunday, I I trust the scheme. I I do. I just think I think we'll be fine. I trust the scheme. I trust I trust this line for the first time in like. Since like the the Alex Mack day, like since those days, I trusted our line. Then that I have not since, and it feels good to say that though that you can actually trust your line. <laughs> um, I will say I think it's it's weird. It's a weird season to be a Browns fan because any other year we lose Nick Chubb, and I'm I'm already worried being a Browns fan. I think we all are just worried all the time. But you, losing Nick Chubb and the year I'd be like just thought that's well that's it call it and season's done and now it just I feel fine because we have Hunt 
and the scheme is so good. I mean, you saw Johnson, like Andy said, it is the Cowboys. But, I mean, you've seen the way he was hitting the holes and everything. And um, one last thing I'll piggyback when you guys said the disappointing player, I think it's all Sendejo. I think the other guy I'm kind of disappointed in is um, Cyber, that he couldn't last more than, what, one week? That's all he did was one week? Yeah, that's a good point. And that that done, was surprising. Parkley's done, done good, and I like it. I'm happy. But Cyber, you fifth-round pick, and that's why I say you don't draft a fucking – sorry, freaking kicker. Sorry. Um, but, yeah. That's fine. Fucking but yeah, kickers. I, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't – I was disappointed in Cyber a lot, but yeah, that's that's my pick. Lashawn, I'm only going to be worried for the first two games. Other than that, I'm not too overly concerned. Only because Indy and Pittsburgh are two of the top rush defenses in the league. Other than that, I say playing against Oakland, Philly, and the other teams. While Cream is, I mean, not Cream, but Nick is down. I think we'll be fine. Uh, but the big question mark is, do we alter our game plan? How many carries, how many touches do we give Kareem? Because him being banged up right now, I'm like, man, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'll still limit his touches to like around 15 to 18. Let Dearness and uh, who's the third string? Hilliard. 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 Yeah. Now, all right, quick question. Do you guys – would you guys trust John Kelly in front of Hilliard? Who? John Kelly. Exactly. He, I mean, you're, you're saying who, but at the same time, we got to remember how this system turns out. Yep. Thousand yards rushers every season with this Shanahan system. It does. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to say this is going to make Nick look expendable. Or if anybody here else we go. wants to interject. <laughs> no, I was just going to say um, I, I, I trust them, but at the same time, I think the, the onus – excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the responsibility intensifies on the offensive line because – you have such a dynamic athlete like Nick Chubb where you can you can you can hit you can hit what you need to and you know Nick Chubb can make it work but you know has you know the talent kind of deteriorates and that's nothing against Aaron Shots and Dontrell Hilliard but you have Kareem Hunt and then you have two pretty lower tier running backs you need, like the offensive line needs to be sharp that uh, the, you you can't you can't you can't round corners. You can't miss, you can't chip assignments and then not put full effort in. Like the, if this game's on the, this six weeks, if they can get by just fine, I give credit to the scheme. I give credit to the coaching and the players, but more importantly, the O line. Yeah, because here's the thing: I, even though we don't have Chubb, like I said, you can't replace Nick Chubb, obviously. Exactly. But but this is the same line blocking for Chubb. And I don't see them digress. You know, I don't see that. I don't see them regressing. I see them actually. If anything, I see them gelling even more yep. and progressing. So, yep. you know, and like and like we all know, like like Lashawn said. I mean, shit. Th- th- this offense has been pumping out, pump pumping out thousand yard rushers since the you know Shanahan Denver Bronco days. I mean, this is nothing new. And again, that's no knock on Nick Chubb. He's one of the he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think we'd all agree on that. Um, but it just so happens we we, we got a, a coach who has a knows his system, 
has implemented it well and calls a hell of a game. And I, I, I can't – guys, I love this scheme. This, to me, this is Cleveland Browns football, man. I mean, this is, this is, this is a- AFC North football. It's cliche as shit, but, it, but, it's, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. This is, this is the type of identity this team – like, that's the thing. We've talked about this a little bit before. This team hasn't had an identity, oh my God, since, since, since they've been back. Uh, yeah, they have had an identity for being one of the worst franchises in all of sports, but like no identity on offense, you know, or no identity as a, as, as a full roster. And I, fe- I see that and I feel that that is changing and that is turning into the right direction of where we need to go. And that's, again, that's why Stefanski was my MVP. I think he's, dare I say, is a, are we, he's implementing a good culture. I agree. I think one of the, the telling things about last game, you know, Nick Chubb goes down and Kareem Hunt, you know, is, is obviously limited. And then Dearness Johnson, his first carry goes for 28 yards. Like, I, I think, I think it gives you a lot of hope, but I think, I think, I think what LaShawn said, th- these next two games are, um, are super important just to see if the scheme really holds up to, you know, and, and the coaching staff kind of holds up to, to the talent that they're going up against. Because, you know, obviously we could say week one was a wash. Baltimore or uh, uh, the Bengals def- defense isn't, aren't that good. Uh, Washington, you know, I mean, they, that Washington game, it was, it was a grind. Especially, I mean, going into that fourth quarter, you're, you're down three points, you know, but you, you score off turnovers. And this defense has been – Extremely good at that. I think they're the number one uh, take uh, takeover, uh, not takeover, takeaway team, and they're number one in points, uh, uh, scoring points off of turnovers. Um, so yeah, I just and then you know you play a, a lowly Dallas defense. Um, these next two weeks, I think, are going to be very important. Now I think, and and I'll get all your guys' uh, predictions on on these next four games. Um, I, I I don't see how I, I don't see how the um, the Browns are just gonna you know just struggle because this scheme is just so good as we all said you know this 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 Shanahan scheme uh, this Kubiak Shanahan scheme um, you know it, it it has a track record of being good I mean shit it led Brian Hoyer at one point to go seven and four with the Browns. You know, with I mean, who who were the skilled players on that? It was a rookie Isaiah Crowell, a rookie Terrence West, a Ben Tate. Um, it was Jordan Cameron in the middle. Was Ben and then, Tate like, for what four games? Yeah, Ben Tate for four games. It was it was the leading receiver was Miles Austin and Andrew Hawkins and and Taylor Gabriel. I mean, like those guys aren't elite. They're not elite playmakers. You want to talk about game manager? Holy exactly, 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 and. And I think we can all agree that, you know, Baker Mayfield is better than, than Brian Hoyer. And Absolutely. I think we could agree that, you know, Baker Mayfield has more talent than someone like Kirk Cousins. And, you know, Stefanski kind of schemed them into the playoffs. So um, right. kind of going forward, looking at these next four games, like I said, at home against the Colts, then you go on the road twice, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and then back home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek, how do you think they go? 
Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say th- uh, three, three and one. I'll say three and one. So which game and did they lose? I, I think they lose to Pittsburgh. <clears throat> I think they lose I, to Pittsburgh. I mean, the I first think, time. I think, I think it's, you know, I don't think it's a bad pick, you know, like we're, we're we have realistic expectations. I think, I think this team could beat the Colts next week. And or you know this Sunday, I mean, and you know, do they do they have to win in Pittsburgh? No, as long as they split, I think they're I think they're just fine. Uh, Gabe, yeah. what do you what do you think? Um, I think they go three and one too, and I think they lose to the Colts. Oh, I I don't I don't see. I mean, I understand it's Pittsburgh and everybody's just afraid of them, but who have they played? Like everybody talks about the Browns and who they played, but who have the Steelers played? Exactly. Yeah, I think – so I think they played – I know they played They played Houston. 0-4 Texans, Yeah. the Broncos, and I forgot the other team. The other team was 0-3 Giants. the last week. The Giants, Giants. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Monday yeah, it's like, night. Like, we're hot. If that's the, if yeah, that's the Browns, guys. that's all you hear about is if the Browns go 3-0, and all you hear about is, well, I mean, look at the competition they played. But the Steelers do it, and Steelers are back. And I'm not saying the Steelers aren't good. I'm just saying, I don't know. I think we beat them. Wait, I look Sean? forward to that matchup. Oh, I look for. I look. No, I'm just sorry. I just look forward to that matchup a lot because I'm, I'm curious to see this uh, this offense against that defense. To be it, that's it. Sean, I'm about to shock the world here. Oh no! Oh, the, Brown, the Browns will go four zero in this next. The next what? Four zero. What? Four zero. Lashawn picking the Browns to go four zero. What is going on? I I believe. The the training wheels will start coming off for Baker here. I believe that he'll be the reason why we beat Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, and the running game will take care of Cincy and Las Vegas. So I'm crying. Don't don't cry. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm crying. It's a big moment of my life. I agree with you. You're not being mean. (laughs) Go ahead. I I can see them going four and zero. I mean. Obviously, I'm expecting the defense to step up some. That's what I'm – I mean, Sunday they're playing they against Phillip Rivers because I can't see Phillip Rivers throwing for 300 yards, throwing the tight ends and running backs. He cannot air the ball a lot more than 30 yards. Ben, I have some concerns, but at the same time, I'm just like, Ben, he can turn back into a pumpkin, turn the ball over five or six times. So, And he's due for one of those games. Yeah, I mean, it does I seem like Big Ben is, is uh, he's on track to uh, take some PTO like he does every every year. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Brian goes to Miami and Ben takes two weeks off. <laughs> At, what, 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 what are you thinking? These next four um, games? I, so, if for those that didn't hear the Cowboys recap, I, I said I think they win next week because – if Philip Rivers throws for 500 yards, either our defense is that bad, Philip Rivers is on steroids, or Philip Rivers leaves the state with one arm. Um, I think they win next week, this week. Uh, all in all, um, man, that Raiders game is really hard to figure out because it's sneaky. Um, I, I'm going to say they go two and two. I think they lose to Pittsburgh. Um, and I think they lose to the Raiders. I think when you just look at what Vegas is doing, 
yeah, we have a good defensive seven, but you probably are getting Henry Ruggs back at that point. I don't know for sure. Um, and, and man, I don't know. John, John Gruden, John Gruden's not Freddie. He's, he, 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 he <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you know, maybe in handling Antonio Brown, but that's another podcast for another day, but, um, you know, I, I I think they go two and two, and I I'll be perfectly fine if they go two and two. You know, if you if you think about five and three, five and three, and I think you can make an argument that the schedule gets easier from there. Um, you know, when you look at who they still have to play, uh, I, I'll say I'll say two and two though. Don't sleep on that Cincinnati game. Uh, I I think they're they're a little tougher than people realize. Andy. You want to kind of pick us up from the two and two dump that Pat just kind of <laughs> The two and two <laughs> dump. Bam. He's afraid of Cincinnati, for God's sakes. I ain't afraid of Cincinnati. I saw that defense. They, I mean, they, 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 they ran. I, they can't stop the run to save them lives, their lives. Um, um, I see us going three and one. Um, I'll give the L at Pittsburgh, even though I, how bad I want to win that game. Obviously, we all do. Um, but I, 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 is it me? I mean, the Colts have a really good defense, but their offense doesn't I, – I, I, Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been pretty good. they got a decent running game. But Phillip Rivers is, you know, I think nope. he's a, over the hill. Uh, they, they, got, they got some weapons on offense or wide receiver a little bit, you know, a couple guys. But, like, for the most part, like, their offense does not scare me. And the Browns have been actually pretty decent at stopping the run this year. So, um, I, I like them this week against the Colts. I do. So, yeah, I think it'd have to be that Pittsburgh game. I don't know if this, this, this team is quite ready to go on the road at Pittsburgh and, and snag a win. I love – I'm here for it if they do. <laughs> I hope they do, um, but it's it's hard to win. I mean, shit. If they, I mean, we're talking seven and one start if they win all four. I mean, I'm, whoo, whoo. My heart can't take it. It can't. We win, so, if we win all four, I'm expecting you guys to shout me out for my prediction. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm telling you out after this video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the. I think that's the quote from that's going to go in the. In the description, LaShawn picks us to go 4-0 during this stretch. <laughs> but I mean, like... I can't, I can't believe it. You want to talk about clickbait? Yeah, for, <laughs> for real. LaShawn saying something positive about the Browns as a whole? Because, you know, that means... Wait, LaShawn, okay. The Browns win all four games. How many times does Baker throw the ball during those four games? Is it less than 30 times? Oh, we, got, we, got, we got Derek Stett. He's now nine and two when he throws the ball 30 or less times. Yes. I'll say he'll probably average around like 27, 28 a game. I mean, that, that probably means, though, Dearness Johnson is your, one game is your bell cow back because, you know, Kareem Hunt is, is still banged up. I mean, I, I, think that's a, a, I think that's a really big question mark. You know, Kareem Hunt just, you know. Yeah. Because last, like, last week – Nobody predicted him to go off because, I mean, five minutes before the game, Jay Glazer goes, he's going to be limited. And next yeah. thing you know, he's getting majority of these carries in, uh, in, in red zone threats and in, in red zone opportunities. And I think kind of going back, because I know I'm kind of going a few different places. There was a few times in the game where, and, and this is like going back to Andy saying, Kevin Stefanski is the MVP of 
the, these four games and how coaching matters. Nick Chubb's hurt, Kareem Hunt's hurt. And in, pet, and, and, and in third and long, he had the fullback as the main uh, blocker in the backfield with Baker Mayfield. That 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 is so key. Just those little details yeah. to not have someone oh, yeah. like Dearness Johnson or or Dontrell Hilliard back there in pass protection. <laughs> to have somebody like you, you know your fullback. Yeah, is he going to go out for a, a, a catch? No, but it's just the, the attention to details that I think it's so key. And I, and I think that's why you know looking at these four games, I I think it's realistic to expect them to go three and one. I think they could yep. win against the Colts this week. I. I think Pittsburgh is always a question mark, but you know, you never know if, if this team, like, like I keep saying, if this team is, is worth, is worth their weight in gold or whatever, then they could definitely go out there and, you know, put a, put a hammering on Pittsburgh because, you know, they're not going to have a lot of fans. If any miles mm-hmm. Garrett always plays well against Pittsburgh. And I think that, you know, it's just, it's a lot of little things and, you know, Having maybe having that early bye week for Pittsburgh, maybe it's good for them, maybe it's bad for them. You know, we'll see because if somebody, you know, somebody gets hurt this week, you know, things are kind of up in the air with them. Um, and then, you know, Cincinnati and, and the Raiders. I, I think to an extent the Raiders are a weird team because, you know, what is Derek Carr? What is their defense in general? Um, they still got a good running game. They got a great but running I, game. They they're do. such an enigma. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like how Dallas was with Jason Garrett. You're either going to get a 13 and three team, or you're going to get a two and 14 team that doesn't know how to play football, but it's always different. It doesn't matter who they play. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just very strange. And, but I still think again, if everybody stays healthy for the most part, um, I still think the, the Browns offense is, is better and just can, can just flat out put more points up than, than the Raiders. Cause I mean, like these stats that are coming out, the first time since 1968 that the Browns have put up 30 or more points in three straight games. Like, how do you not accidentally do that at, at any point during, during, during for, for like what, 52 years or whatever. Like it's just, cra- it's just crazy to even think about. Um, but to wrap this up. The unrelated one, one, one of I apologize. I was yeah, just looking at can, can you, Matt. Okay. So let's say they go three and one for now next next four games that'll put you at six and two or seven and one can we talk is that two week stretch between the Raiders and the Texans that's got to be the longest two weeks of anyone in the city of Cleveland's lives right <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah without a doubt you, you I, think, I think that's where we play I, I think that's where we uh we have our uh, our next uh you know quarter mark uh Browns round table for that during that um but to wrap everything up uh if there's anything i'll I'll go around the horn again starting with andy if uh there's anything that we missed or or any other two cents anybody else wants to put in uh speak now or forever hold your peace i guess uh i'm just i'm just looking forward to each sunday i mean i always have but it's been a long time since um I mean, shit, last time we were three and one, I was 20 years old. So and I'm 39. <laughs> <laughs> 39 last month. So literally half my life, you know. So um, I, I'm just, I, I, it's been a long time since I looked. It's a, I'll tell you, okay, I'll give 2007 a shout out now. It's been, since 2007, this, I haven't looked 
this much forward uh to a Browns game every Sunday. So it's just, uh, I'm curious, to, I'm curious to see where they go from here. Uh, I want to see progression. I hope to see progression. I should say, um, keep, they keep getting better. Um, hopefully the defense can just maintain <laughs> and get a little bit more healthy and God, I don't know. Sandeo can suck a little less. I don't know. So, <laughs> so yes, exactly. But I'll tell you what though, LaShawn, if they go four and oh, I will, I will satisfy a camel live on Twitter, dude. I will, I will, I will, I will I will post not with now with this not with now with now with this with this. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Damn. Um, I mean, <clears throat> not nothing really. I'm just you know, like kind of like Andy said, like you know, you've always enjoyed like look forward to Browns games, but now it's like you look forward to it, but like you're like excited because it's like oh my god, do like. We actually look like we know how to play football for the first time in, like, I don't know how long. Like, even the defense, even, yeah, they're a little shaky, but, like, they still come up big in time. They still make, you know, even, you know, he's, he has absolutely sucked. But that was a hell of a forced fumble by Andrew Sandejo on Sunday. You know, that was, I mean, that was, that was, <laughs> that was big. A heads up play. That was really big. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he – that was big. But, yeah, I – it just it's good it's weird like i don't know it's like is this real like are we actually three and one right now like it's it's crazy uh, but no i just nothing else really just excited to watch football again like <laughs> yeah um i would say i'm just excited to watch football like everybody's saying and uh I don't know. My my daughter was born at one oh eight last Sunday and I held her for the first time at like one thirty after the doctors and my fiance held and everything. And the first thing she saw was an Odell Beckham touchdown catch. <laughs> so I'm not saying she's special, but I'm just saying something's working here. And uh secondly I just wanna say also Greedy Williams, hopefully he's back soon. I think it's gonna help the defense a lot. I think that's something we didn't, uh, didn't talk about, but he's going to be back soon. Also, if you're a Browns fan and you call out players on Twitter for being hurt, you're an asshole. Stop doing it. It's annoying. It doesn't make you look for, cool. All right. For real. That's my Absolutely. opinion. Sean? Uh, be disciplined. I mean, we've been doing it so far since week one. Keep it going. Just show more, a little bit more consistency and win. That's all I ask, win. Um, don't, don't lose sight of, of the task at hand. Um, you know, don't, don't over, don't, you know, we, we love playing schedule game, but don't, don't look ahead. Um, don't look ahead and, uh, do what got you here. And, uh, you know, like Andy said, you know, for the first time, the shit's fun, <laughs> you know. A lot of fun. <laughs> I, 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 you know, for the first for the first time in a long time, I'm not the, I'm not the the big dude in the video that's like I'm tired of fucking losing. <laughs> I'm tired of fucking losing. Uh, you know, um, it, it's it, it's fun, but you know, just stay little headed, stay hungry, stay focused, and um, yeah, Sundays. I look forward to Sundays now. <laughs> And uh, Pat, and we'll go in reverse order. I'll let you shout out, have you guys shout out your Twitters and, and anything you want to shout out. So, uh, so Pat, go ahead. Uh, come call me Catboy and tell me I'm wrong at Pat and Shaker. 
LaShawn, you want to shout out your Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can reach me on my Twitter at Sean00785. That's S-H-A-W-N, not S-E-A-N. Gabe? Uh, you can reach me in all my Rage videos at YanezGabe13, Y-A-N-E-Z-G-A-B-E-1-3. Sparky? Um, you can catch me um, at SparkyD213. On Twitter, yeah, yes, he knows. He Hell knows. Yeah, you can. Oh yeah, you <laughs> can. Hold, hold, and hold on, one other thing. One other thing. I know, Kay, you and I kind of talked about it briefly in, in DMs. Can we like just enjoy it, guys? Enjoy it. Like you don't have to be like sad sacks of shit. Like we're three and one. Sean. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, him too. Like. You don't have to be negative all the time. Like, enjoy it. It's okay. No, no LaShawn turns super face. He, he predicts the Browns to go 4-0 Yeah, during this stretch. And call somebody out in three seconds. Yeah, I feel like I just need to clip that. And then every time LaShawn says anything negative going forward, I'm just going <laughs> to respond to him going, oh, I got the Browns going 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, like it's okay. go ahead, Derek. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Go like, ahead, Derek. Like, I don't know. No, I was just gonna say, like, it's okay to enjoy it. Like, you know, we don't have to get ahead of ourselves. You know, let's be real. But like, hey, three one, be excited. It's it's okay. It's it's not a crime. Like, you can be excited about a football team for, for once. Also, unrelated, bad job at CBS sending their uh, E E team oh. broadcasters to oh. Cleveland this week. Have, have fun. Have fun watching da- Danny Jones and, and <laughs> Dak. <laughs> I'm just happy I can watch a game. Yeah, you what? see, G- Gabe's actually able to watch the game. Yeah, I'm in Toledo Market. When they play NFC team, it goes to Fox, and that's the Lions where I'm at. So I got, I wasn't able to watch it. I watched it on my phone. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. Good. Good job by CBS. Can't. Can't wait to hear <laughs> Adam Archuleta's uh, compelling breakdown. <laughs> it's, it's like we're going 0 and 16 again. <laughs> And then, Andy, you want to shout out your Twitter? And I know you have your podcast, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah, well, you can follow me at uh, CamelFucker60. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at AndyCleaves <laughs> underscore. Um, also, for Brown's tweets, I, I, I have a little fun for, for if you like to just laugh and, and satire. Brown's underscore Iran. I am, I, am, I am the man behind that account. Um, I just have fun with it. Because 2020 needs some fun. So that's why I started it. So go follow Browns underscore Iran. And I am Andy Cleaves underscore. I also have a horror podcast. Uh, you can check that out at Dead and SC Podcast on Twitter. I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can always follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Knows CLE. That is Caitlin K A T E L I N Knows K N O W S C L E. And I will see you in the next episode.